Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. So folks, today we are continuing our series of highlighting Beyond Survivors, And today joining me is Clara Stewart-Moore, and we're really going to be focusing our conversation today around conquering fear. And Clara is no stranger to that. Um, She uh, has really lived a very big, very broad, very international life. She first made her presence known in Nelson Mandela's New South Africa, representing a pathway of freedom and strength to women wounded by mental enslavement. Her presence inspired a whole generation of women of color by challenging the notion of beauty. She went on to attract worldwide attention by shaving her head. Oh, talk about bold. Talk about being ready to deal with maybe some people have something to say about that. Um, So she did that, though, for the international campaign of the United Colors of Benetton. 
She then went on to be a runway model in Paris and Milan and Barcelona and London, Toronto, New York. I'm like, I want her life, please. Can I go and travel and see all these beautiful places? Though in many ways, though that journey was not without its struggles because she was really breaking down barriers around image, um, particularly by being the first woman of color to appear on the cover of Britain's health and fitness magazine. Her athletic reputation in team and individual sports is stellar, and she even still holds some records in Canada. So long story short, y'all, she's a badass. Beyond all of this amazing work that she's doing around health and wellness, she is a mother, she is a spiritual teacher, and she's really bringing all of her knowledge and gifts into the world of sports medicine. And on top of all of that, she's a circle keeper at hiddenwatercircle.org. If you don't know about this organization, go and check them out. I partner with them all of the time. They are a fabulous resource. And she is there leading and facilitating conversations around restorative justice, which is so amazing and so important and so necessary. So I just, we got to get to it. We got to talk with Clara and hear her voice because she has so much to share with us today. So Clara, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being my guest today. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Rachel. So great to see you. Yeah, so I want to start back in actually like 2007 when you and I very first connected um, and we, uh, you know, went on this journey together in Beyond Surviving. And I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about your journey leading up to that moment and then what life was like for you, you know, in Beyond Surviving and, and after. Ah, um, well, you know, it, it's been... Um... Uh, quite the journey. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons that um, it was perfect timing, I always uh, to speak about divine timing. And I think that your program came to me, you know, in a, when I was in a place I was at that time uh, married, and I was trying to figure out what my position was from surviving childhood sexual abuse and how I chose the partner I did within my marriage and trying to sort of break free uh, from those those restraints because I knew there was there was a connection but and your program um, really helped me to find that so I could gather strength uh, so that I could continue to use the um, the, the verbiage that I needed to one, strengthen myself and to two, uh, have sort of like boundaries around who I was, what I wanted to become and um, how I wanted to live the rest of my life, you know, free. Mm. And um, yeah, so so that that was the, the initial um, connection because within my marriage, you know, there was a lot of, uh, uh, spiritual abuse, um, I learned, and, um, you know, it, mental abuse, and then I also lived a life of, of, of physical abuse, uh, and abandonment, so there were so many layers to yeah. the complexity of where I was at that moment, and I wanted to discover uh, more. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, thank you. And yeah, I think so many of my clients come to me because they are facing a critical kind of like a crossroads. Do I I keep kind of walking this path and remaining often because of fears? I know for me, I was in a 10-year relationship that was very abusive and and had a very hard time leaving that relationship because of so many of the fears that sat there for me around is anybody else ever going to love me? Who's really going to put up with me? Maybe I'm making all of this up right like maybe this really isn't that big of a deal maybe this is just how it is and then eventually you know finding that space of deservingness like no actually I want something better maybe let's talk about that a little bit when you think about the things that came together more specifically that really supported you in being able to step away from that relationship that ultimately wasn't really serving you wasn't really lifting you up um, you know, I think that um, when you when you say specifically, I think I was really trying to discover this this idea of my self worth, and you know, I had done international modeling, I had broken records, and so my accolades were there, but for some reason, I knew there was there was uh, a reference for me choosing someone who belittled me so much, and I wanted to make sure that when I was out of the relationship, that I didn't choose that again, so so I, I needed to have tools, and the toolkit that you provided was you know, also um, fantastic and stellar. I was already into affirmations. I already had a strong sense of intuition, but knowing, I think the words of that, it wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. And in both situations, it wasn't my fault. And then having the tools to identify what faults I thought were mine and what faults were theirs. That was another uh, beauty that, that you offered as well is to take it on what was my own and and not take on everything so that that was weighing me down and then when thinking of it weighing me down so much that I was like blaming myself Mm -hmm. and so that blame had to be divided okay so uh really deciding and knowing what was mine to take on and what was my partner's and with that uh juxtaposition of my father being my husband in terms of this male and blending those two together, it was just too much. It was too full at, at, at once. Uh, and so having to understand what was, what was mine and what I chose and what was his, as opposed to sitting on all of that weight and having all of that weight on my shoulders, because I wanted to be a good wife. I wanted to be a good mother. I wanted to be a good spouse. And, uh, I didn't want to be living as a small girl in an adult relationship. So there, there really need to be some identification of what I was living in my adult life as a child and what I needed to live as an adult in uh, and, and offering forgiveness to my child self. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, so important. So good. And yeah, that's a big, big piece of Beyond Surviving is that work around, you know, really looking at all the ways in which we assign blame and take on, you know, fault and the errors that we make in doing that, not because we're, you know, wrong or bad, just because that's what happens, particularly around childhood trauma. And even for later in our life as adults, the experiences that we're having, being able to distinguish 
what belongs to me and what doesn't. So I'm so glad that that work was um, so such, you know, created such a shift for you such that, yeah, you've stepped out. You're in a whole new like life today. You're living differently. And um, tell us a little bit about that. What are you up to these days? Well, uh, if I, I would like to add uh, one more thing, which strengthened uh, that as well, which was the boundaries and the yeah. clear requests, because I had no boundaries. I had lived uh, my life in such a way from, as I said before, abandonment at 11, that I was doing a lot of things and all my travels took me intuitively. So I had this sense of intu intuition or these angel guides that I would say that that helped me to, to continue um, my life. And uh, that being said, is that I was so strong that I was really taking on too much. Like I can handle this and I right. can handle that. Mm -hmm. And then I also had um, uh, a near death experience when I was 19. And so, because I had said before in terms of, of, of um, uh, you know, that I would always be able, and I always thought that I would die before the age of 30 uh, because of all that I had been through. So in, in actuality, that um, of, of, uh, of stating the I am's, I, I basically brought that into my, this, this idea of, of uh, conceptualizing the I am and bringing that power into myself, which was another part of your, like, I am powerful, I am confident, I can do this. Uh, that really helped. And, uh, and then in, for myself like what I want you know as opposed to letting the life just sort of come to me and me taking these these bashings mm -hmm. uh as such physically uh spiritually emotionally and and spiritually as well um and then making clear requests around that because you know there my um my my ex was a a yeller and so when i wanted to stand out strong then came the brashing well you can't do this da, 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 and i would just I, I wasn't able to 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 combat that with mm -hmm. uh voice um and then also at the same time i had uh, my daughter came into into being at that time and it was important for me to set strong boundaries and uh, also i would know that she would adapt what she saw uh, and so those tools were fantastic in setting that boundary and then coupled with what you said the clear request because you just assume that uh that 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 doesn't work but it, it did work i first said okay i don't want anyone yelling at me anymore you know i can have a clear path of communication and then setting the clear request so i was like if you yell you know making the decisions of what it was i was going to do and firmly having those in place i'm going to get up and walk out and that's what i did and amazingly that stop the yelling immediately because i would hear the yelling i had my boundary set i made that clear request and it was like just like a miracle so mm -hmm. that was another really super powerful tool yeah you know um very 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 important 
Um, and so a lot of what I learned, I um, implemented and saw that they were phenomenal. And then I used that in my work uh, for adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And um, those were as impactful for me as they were for the participants um, that I was working with. Hmm, that's amazing. I love it when the everything that we learn and work on and beyond surviving starts to trickle out into our communities, into our other connections, our friendships, our family, the people who we're working with, because yeah, these are just really good strategies and tools that we need for being able to stand in our empowered self, you know, so much of I think what we are talking about today are the ways in which we become kind of small we have a hard time taking up space, owning our right to be cared for and nurtured and loved and, and treated well. And there's that piece that you named of just the underlying like belief in self, the I am, that I am deserving, I am worthy. And then there's the application, like, okay, how do I put that into practice with the people in my life, which is the communication. And all in that, there are fears that have to be faced. I wonder if you could maybe talk a little bit about that in that process of beginning to stand up for yourself in this way and set those kinds of boundaries. What do you recall about some of the fears or anxieties that came up for you around that and, and how you navigated that? Well, um, I think that I took everything step by step and, um, I also enlisted the support. So it was important to have somebody who I could pour these things out of my mind and bring it to heart. And, um, and, and that helped me to move things into action. Like I, as, as an immigrant, um, I needed to have certain things in place instead of like, ah, I'm breaking out of here and I'm just going uh, without any plan. Mm-hmm. And there needed to be a plan. So I started by getting my American citizenship. I started to watch myself more closely. Um, I started to watch my environment more closely. I started to also um, look at what my gifts are, like what, what the beauty was in myself. Because I think within all of the abuses, there's sometimes, as you had said, this lack of looking at who you really are, like what your spark is, what does my soul want? And so really start looking deeply at at what those questions are and listening for the answer with patience and light and love. And so each step of the way, it helped me to say, okay, do not be fearful, just plan and this is going to get better, like it's going to get better. And if I re- if I looked back into the past of all the different areas that I had been in, of, of where I was abandoned and had to figure out where I was going to live from 11 years old and, and, and all of these things, each time I noticed that, that I survived. And um, so I knew that that survival or that path was there for me. I just needed to tap into it more. I just needed to call on it more. I just needed to look into the light more and think about the positive things that, that, that brought me to where I was that day as opposed to the things that weighed me down. And, um, and that's, that's how I looked at it. And so continuing to help myself and then to help uh, people in the... Um, uh, as a restorative justice circle keeper and using that indigenous circle to do the 
work for me, which was my spirit guides and my angels and my ancestors, and really having a firm desire to break that ancestral uh, link to this harm. And um, and so that was a really a driving force uh, for me and one in which that I continue to do my work uh, today. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Clara, thank you so much for sharing that and like your process and how you started to break things down for yourself so that you could conquer those fears, take a little step every day and keep moving forward. It's so important because oftentimes with fear, it's just like we see we're looking at the entire thing and oof, that feels like big and overwhelming. And I can't I can't even I don't even know where to start with that. But when we take it in those little smaller steps, um, it's one of the things I heard and what you just shared, among other really great tips and advice for facing fear and conquering fear. We're going to take just a short break. And when we come back, I want to hear a little bit more about some of your perspectives on healing and what you've really learned and, and even more about what you're up to today, particularly around this work you're doing in the field of restorative justice. So we'll be right back. Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse and yet nothing seems to be really helping? Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery. And I'd love to share with you about these phases, what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate, go to rachelgrantcoaching.com checklist and get your nine page guide today. Now back to our show. Welcome back, everyone. So Clara, I know one of the things that has become just very, very at the center of what you're doing in your day to day is this volunteer work with um, the Hidden Water Circle. And maybe you can talk with us a little bit about what that organization is doing and the particular role that you're playing there these days. Uh, well, um, what I'm doing there is, is as a senior circle keeper, I'm one of the original circle keepers of Hidden Water NYC. And um, what we do is work with adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And it's in a format of that when one person is harmed, that the whole community is harmed, the whole family is harmed. So there's different colors. I work mostly uh, purple, who are the ones who caused the harm. I think I might have to switch that around. Uh, the green, who were harmed. The purple, who caused the harm. And then there's blue, which is for the family members who want to come in and support. And then there's orange for those who were caregivers who were not able to assist uh, those who were harmed. So it's it's a it's a very intricate family situation, and what it's trying to do is bringing the whole family, and um, and the green speak particularly on the eye, and I and I chose to stay within that color because I think it's really important to look at the story of of who 
you are and through your own eyes. So through my eyes. So everything that's related in the circle of, of course, you know, not denying and deflecting, which is the first stages of healing, but really to look at how am I seeing this? How is my story uh, being implemented? How do I feel about what happened to me when I was a child, as opposed to, oh, you know, they were paying for my college or, you know, wasn't that bad. There were... So the healing process is, for me, most imperative and what was most impactful for me is to really look at the eye. I think that um, in the stages of, of healing and also childhood sexual abuse, we tend to give ourselves away. And um, in, to be able to look in to our inner child, to our inner self and see how that, um, how we can stand in our own strength and how we can be the person that we wanna be. And so the healing is, is really, Again, a destination uh, one thinks of often that you know we're we're here and it's a hard stop, but we keep getting these stories and we keep just sort of climbing that mountain, and so it's a journey, and 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 it's immeasurable. And so within that of looking at the place of I, we can be more um, uh, more of an impact uh, to our world around us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's important because I think we give so much of ourselves away and a lot of us flies away during these, these um, stages of healing as well as the stages of the harm, the disassociation, and then how codependency works with that. Um, so it's important to, to have a strong sense of self. And I think that is one of the key pieces of healing from childhood sexual mm -hmm. abuse yeah, or right. abuse, sexual abuse in general. In general, for sure. Yeah. When you think about your own journey and maybe even the, the stories that you've heard since, you know, beginning to work with, with others who've experienced abuse, what would you say are some of the, the primary fears that really show up that you think maybe stop people from being able to even step onto that path of healing? I think that somehow within deep within themselves they think it's their fault mm -hmm. i think that um you know as we learned from you you know was my dress too short was i too close to uh grandpa was i in such a need of love that i just gave myself in this way and or you know their, their children. So it's hard to, for people to see themselves as an innocent child when they're taking advantage of in such a way. And, uh, and also the way that the, you're groomed that, oh, you must always, you know, kiss the uncle or hug the, right. when it makes you feel uncomfortable. So there's a losing a sense of self. So that intuition um, is something that needs to be cultivated. And if we don't cultivate our intuition, listening to that inner voice, it's difficult for us to voice our needs. And so mm -hmm. those are some of the reasons why people um, don't reach out. And then also the fear of it. There's a fear, there's the shame. And uh, because again, it leads back that I did something wrong and, um, and that I need to, to uh, I'm the one who needs to get over this, you know, mm -hmm. but it's still, it's showing up in so many areas of, of one's life. So those are some of the primary reasons I think that people do not come forward. And then it's also a culture of um, 
you know, as I think as, as women, um, that we should not honor, you know, who we are, that we need mm -hmm. to be taught to be strong. We need to have a man to right be, on. you know, yeah. showing us what to do. So there, there's a lot of that cultural old patriarch um, and also matriarch uh, issues that are still predicated today. Yeah, cheers to that. Most definitely. Yeah. So there are these obstacles and these barriers that that hold us, you know, in this place of limbo, right, really in the past connected into that trauma. And for all of you listening, like wherever you are in your process and your journey, if this is resonating, you're, you're just in the like, yeah, I have those fears. I'm struggling with that. I, I know something needs to change, but this fear feels really overwhelming and really difficult. You know, take the things that you've heard today and just start to imagine you know, what might be some of your first smallest steps as one thing. The other thing that I've heard you say a couple of times, Clara, that I want to explore a little bit further is intuition and how even, you know, early, early days, you had this strong sense of knowing and listening um, and how intuition can help us. Do you have any like favorite practice like when you think about tapping into intuition is there a way that you do that that you would like to share with the people listening today yes and uh, it's coupled with that voice and um this the the throat chakra and the centers of the body and um one of the first ways I think about is, is the root chakra. And the root chakra is like the lower base around the hip area. And, you know, this is an area that's, that's had a lot of, of harm. There's a lot of trauma in that energy field. And so one way is to be grounded. I think about grounding and centering because often if something happens or something drops or whatever our trauma was associated with slamming doors it, it could be anything too bright of a light um was one thing for me uh as well um and 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 so we want to get back inside of our bodies because there's that you know flight and you know associated with that so the first thing is is to find something that grounds you and centers you and so in short it's those three deep breaths, I, I think are so important to take a deep breath in, which bringing it down to the to the to the belly, as opposed to in the throat, which is a, a short panic, you know, the glottis is here, which will give you headaches and heart palpitations, all these things. So you want to take a deep breath in down and go all the way down, visualizing or feeling uh, down and then through the hips or through the feet putting that deep, deep, deep into, into Mother Earth. Uh, I didn't have a mother figure, but I, I was always connected to the land, always connected to the nature. And so finding a focus in that grounding, whether it's deep, deep in Mother Earth and allowing that to come back up to nurture you uh, and surround you sort of like in, a, in, in your own little golden bubble or if it's, if it's purple that you like, and then have that like envelop all of you and then bringing that up into 
the center, into the galaxy, into the stars, into the moon, into the sun, whatever sort of light source that's beyond uh, the physical and beyond like the human aspect of it, and then bringing that back down into you. So having these two sort of lines of connection and then bringing that into, into the heart space, listening to the heartbeat can ground you and center you. And then you have a sense of calm and then you can begin to ask the questions and you can hear the true answer, not from the mind space, but from the heart space. Clara, as you were sharing that, what I kept connecting to was just how in that space of really grounding and getting into our body, out of our anxiety, out of our fear, out of our head, out of our history, yeah, that calm spaciousness where we can then really inquire and ask those questions and hear, listen to our intuition, listen to our higher source, gut, whatever you want to call it, that's when that fear dissipates. There's this deep knowing, you know, fear is frenetic. It's always like the whatabouts and what ifs and all of that. But when we get quiet and we ground that clarity, that strong sense of knowing, it's like, well, okay, great. I know. So now I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to yes. go for it. And, and, <laughs> right. and it gives us with courage. that, yes. And with that, exactly courage. And so one also has to, in that space, ask a question of what what you need and when you can get quiet you can be still and present uh, about what it is that you need so do i need calm and then you ask for that calm and what i like to do it's 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 a it's a little uh sort of a, a game um that you ask for for help and knowing that you're not alone, which was my main thing, was knowing that I was not alone, uh, was, was huge. And so the help is beyond what I can mentally think of, but, but what manifests in front of me. So, for example, uh, just the other day, you know, to confirm uh, guides or to confirm if this is the right step to do, I'd say, well, send me, you know, some pink butterflies and it's just way out there like where am I going to see pink butterflies in the winter time and today as I was doing this I found this shirt oh look at you that had the pink <laughs> For those butterflies of you who are watching the video she's wearing a shirt that has all these pink butterflies on it yes Oh and God. I forgot that I had this, but I said, oh, let me pick this out. And then there were the pink butterflies. So, <laughs> so these type of things of, yeah. of being still and then, and don't be afraid to ask for support, mm -hmm. you know, so I need help around this, you know, I need help having this conversation before you pick up the phone for that difficult uh, request or asking for a raise or whatever it is, sitting still, taking those deep breaths, centering, grounding and say, okay, friends, help me out with this. And just doing that act, you receive the help. So it builds that confidence, it builds that fortitude. Most definitely, wow. Clara, I have this deep knowing that we've only just like touched the tip of the iceberg of the wisdom and the knowing that you have. <laughs> so I hope down the road to have you back and to further explore and dive into even more topics around healing. As we start to wrap up today, are there just any final thoughts, final words for anybody listening that you'd like to offer them today? I would like to tell them if they have not yet uh, taken your program, um, that it is one of the things that 
you should do um, because it is so powerful and it's so filled with with heart and and Rachel teaches with so much love and you receive so much love and support from it that um, that I, I would say do that like that's I, and I don't advocate for a lot of things but um this is what I would definitely advocate that if you're a place, you're not sure which one should I take, da, da, da. this one has been, um, Rachel Grant's um, coaching has been such a paramount strength and uh, the tools and the steps week by week just, just gave me so much. It was exactly what I needed. And maybe there's many that say that. And so if this is the second time you're hearing it, then you know it's a sign from your <laughs> divine angels and guidance around you. Confirmation. To, to, yes, to do it. Wow. And also to Thank know that, that the healing is immeasurable and uh, it'll help you in so many areas. Mm -hmm. Wow, Clara, thank you very much. I feel so honored to hear those words and that, you know, one of the things that I just, it matters me, to me so much is that the work that I do really stays with people. And so it's a beautiful thing to know that all these years later um, that it has, and you're continuing to use your tools from your toolkit and just showing up in the world in all kinds of ways. You're doing just really amazing work out there in the world of, um, you know, health and wellness and healing and um, tell people a little bit more about how they can connect with you and learn even more about the work you're doing today? Uh, well, I can be reached on radianthealthandwellnessinc.com, uh, which is a business I set up uh, also to strengthen and put all my tools uh, together, such as chi healing, uh, martial arts as well, because I think uh, people need to know how to protect themselves and get a sense of power. So I like to teach a sense of one, two, three. And then I can also be reached at tinwaternyc.org, which is uh, the circle keeping in, in, in for adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And then I also have an Instagram uh, handle, which is C, the letter C, Stuart Heal. Awesome. Amazing. And so, so yeah, so those are the ways um, that I do all of my work. And I'm in the process of writing uh, a book of my journey. And so hopefully that will be out as soon as I uh, can get it out. Oh my goodness. Will you let me know? Cause it's going to be the book of the month in the newsletter when it is. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> so you. I, I, about that for you. I, yes, oh my gosh. Again, it's such an honor. You know, when I put the word out to, to graduates, like, Hey, who wants to come on the show? I was just overwhelmed with the response and was so glad to see that you threw your hat in the ring. And it's been so wonderful to be here catching up with you and hearing how life has continued to unfold. Clara, the one that I see in you is warrior, wise, knowledge, deep wisdom, and calm, grounded unity. Thank you so much for being here and for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. If you'd like to make a donation in support of the podcast, you can pop over to bit.ly slash beyond surviving podcast donation. All contributions will be applied towards funding scholarships, the running of a donation based and free programs and making sure that those reaching out for support get what they need. Don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources there. 
please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Leave us a note. What are you loving? And come back next time because we have so much more to share. And until then, take good care of you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.